Hey, Devin, how's your heart? Perfectly good. Hello! Welcome to our third episode of Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we'll be your hosts on this journey. On our last episode, we talked about Taylor's song 22, and we looked back on some of the fun times we had when we were 22. Today, we are discussing one of Taylor Swift's most famous songs, A Perfectly Good Heart, from her first album, Taylor Swift. Now, you may be thinking, how have I never heard of this song, if it's one of her most famous? And to that, I say, maybe you just aren't a big enough Swifty. Actually, this may be one of her least known songs, since it came out on the deluxe edition of the Taylor Swift album, was only played 38 times live during her first tour back in 2008, and has never been on the radio. So, if you've never heard this song before, we suggest listening to it and then coming back to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Go listen to it, and then come back. <laughs> A Perfectly Good Heart is the 14th track on the album. The deluxe album was released on October 26, 2006, and was co-written by Brett James and Troy Verges. The digital version of the original album has all 14 songs on it now. A Perfectly Good Heart was never played on the radio, and it did not get a music video for it. The times that she played it live back on her first tour were in the style of the recording. And if you look for a recording of this song on YouTube, you will probably only find two videos. Right, there's one that's only a minute or so of her playing it. And then one a bit longer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So have fun with that, <laughs> trying to find it. <laughs> um, so, Gab, what did, uh, what did you think about this one? Um, you know, I will say right off the bat, not one of my favorite Taylor mm -hmm. songs. Um, it's very young and very innocent. It sounds like a song that a 14-year-old would write. It's still very catchy, and there's some really great harmonies in it, but it's not... Knowing Taylor's songs, it's one of her least deep songs. And I really think that in this song, she's singing about heartbreak. It's why did why'd you have to break a perfectly good heart? She says that line maybe 18 times. And that's the whole song. Maybe. Um, and I think that at this point, in the way she's singing about heartbreak, Taylor didn't truly know what heartbreak was yet. Yeah. And I think we know that based on her later songs to come where she really feels heartbreak and we all can feel that. I think these were kind of little mini, mini breakup type things and she felt sad, but she hadn't experienced full heartbreak yet. Sure. Like it could have been, and I don't know, but it could have been that she wanted to write a song about heartbreak because that's something you could write songs about. Yeah. Uh, at 14, we don't know her life that well at that point, and so we don't know if she had crushes, if she had boyfriends or whatever, and so we don't know if uh, how big this perfectly good heart heartbreak <laughs> was. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not too deep, as you said. Uh, it, it's, it's really nice with the harmonies, and it's actually pretty catchy. I think we've listened to this song now maybe 50 times. Mm -hmm. And the more you listen to it, the more you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this this is really an earworm. Yeah, I've been singing it all week. <laughs> Which might not be a great thing. I don't know if earworms have a good connotation or not, but the she does. She says a perfectly good heart 
a lot in this. <laughs> and that's kind of all she says. Yeah, there's like one verse. <laughs> it, it's It's been stuck in my head forever. And it's still a great song, though, in, in the sense of that the when she wrote it, she was young, and it really reflects that innocence mm-hmm. of, of youth. Mm-hmm. Because even at 14 or whenever you have uh, that first heartbreak when you're a kid or if you're in high school or whatever, it does feel very dramatic yeah, and real. And this song is pretty dramatic in that sense. Yeah, especially when she talks about Why'd you have to go and leave the very first scar, mm. you know? As, like, that's her first heartbreak, the first scar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is. It, it leaves a scar, that first heartbreak. Yes, but I feel like more the true first heartbreak. But maybe not. Maybe you sure. disagree. Sure. And for all we know, this could have been a real, real heartbreak for her. Yeah. Uh, we, we do not have that inside info. So if any of you have that inside info on her, like, if you were... Her best friend when you were when you guys were fourteen and Abigail. please let us know, Abigail. <laughs> if if you know, if you grew up with her in Pennsylvania, yeah. Um, so Gab, uh, can you go into anything about your first heartbreak or? So, <laughs> my first true heartbreak was like real, real. So yeah. we're not going to get into that yet. We will on a future song, but it's going to be more appropriate for some of her other songs to come. Uh, but I think I'm going to share the first time that I might have innocently broken someone else's heart, mm. but not probably not. But and they might not even remember it, but maybe. But I mean, if you had if you had the thought that it was possible that you broke his heart, could be. You, you could have broken it. Yeah, so I was in sixth grade, so I was pretty young, and there was this boy in my math class who was, like, really smart and really good at math, and then he was also well-liked and a really good athlete, so basically, like, had it all, you know? (laughs) And I totally had a crush on him, Um, and he asked me to be his girlfriend uh, over AIM, which was how things were done back then, you know? And um, I told him that my parents wouldn't allow me to date yet. But that was a complete lie. (laughs) And I liked him, but I think I was just too scared to have a boyfriend at that age. Sure. And I did want to date him, but I was not ready. So I lied and said my parents said no, which is the funniest (laughs) thing to look back on now. Is this the kid that gave you the rose? No, that's someone else. So another heartbreak. Another heartbreak. Uh, That one one wasn't so good either. You're, You're a heartbreaker. I really don't think so. I just was friends with a lot of boys, but they might have wanted to be more than friends. Could be. Could be. Could be. (laughs) That's all old history. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Dev? What's your first perfectly good heartbreak? So as soon as I heard this song, I knew the exact first moment that I had a heartbreak. And so I was five years old. Wow. Yeah, and after kindergarten, I would get dropped off at this daycare in Maine, and it was a daycare that, like, a ton of kids would be at, and they had this big yard and whatever, and there was this girl, Jessica, and I had gone to her birthday party. She had a birthday party at the roller rink. Oh. It was it was pretty, pretty awesome, and I really was into Jessica <laughs> at five years old. And we were out playing, and I got down on one knee, and I asked her to marry me. Wow. Yeah, and she didn't take it very well. She she slapped me. <laughs> said, ew! <laughs> and ran away. Wow. 
Sad. And I I don't really remember much after that. I think I blacked out. Mm. Um, I think I was pretty depressed. Yeah, I feel like that'd be pretty scarring. On it a was rough. Old. It was rough. I mean, I mean, when you're five, usually you're focused on cooties. Mm. I, I think, if I remember. Being on the playground and all the boys being like, ah, you, you're hanging out with girls, you got cooties, because mm. they all talk like curmudgeons <laughs> yeah. when you're five. <laughs> yeah, of course. So that, that was my, that was my first heartbreak. It was, um, it still haunts me to this day. Wow. It, so I have to, I have to ask. Sure. Because, you know, before we got engaged, I hadn't heard about Jessica. Sure. So I yeah. have to ask, between Jessica and me, did you ask anyone else to marry you? Uh, no. You really had to think about that? <laughs> no, no. And you, okay, you are you are the only one who I procured a ring for. Oh, good. So there was no ring when I was proposing to Jessica. Okay, I appreciate that. And I, I also think <laughs> that you can't get married at five years old uh, when you're, when, you know. I would hope not. No, I would hope not. So, so no, there, there has been no one else. Okay, good. There's been no one else. <laughs> so now we're moving on to our segment of Gossip Gab. So unfortunately, there is no secret hidden message in the songs that were added late to the deluxe album. But I did read the liner notes where Taylor put all of her thank yous. And at the end of her thank yous listing, there is this sentence. And it's just great. So it says, P.S., to all the boys who thought they would be cool and break my heart, guess what? Here are 11 songs written about you. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just it's love so it. It's so good. It's, I mean, this is really like peak, spiteful, shady Taylor. Ooh. And it gets better. And it's just, it's fantastic. I She's really like love it. She's like a good it. wine and just riper with age. It's just yeah. a cheese. A good cheese. She's both. both. She's both. She's both the cheese and the wine. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty good. And it just shows, too, like, you know, we know what's going to happen over the next couple albums. Mm -hmm. This girl does not take heartbreak well, which does anyone. And she shares it. She connects with her fans by sharing every single heartbreak. Sure. And you better believe that if you're dating her, you know there's going to be a song written about you, whether it's a good one or a bad one, and you get to decide. Well, yeah, you, you better be good. You, you better know? be good. <laughs> so I just I, I just love it. I love this aspect of Taylor. I am proud of her that she's kind of grown out of it in a way and writes some songs that don't fit into that narrative. Mm -hmm. But also, I just relish in the gossip and the mm. juice of it. And we're going to get really into it on some of these other songs, mm. especially as she starts dating more famous people. Sure. Because this first album, as we know, these people who are breaking her heart we don't know who they are. They right. are the Drews of the world, they you know? Are, they are the Drews of the world. <laughs> All you Drews out there. And All we know you a Drews lot of out them. there. So many teardrops on our guitars. So, Gab, what was your favorite line from this song? Because you have so many to pick There's from. There's so many. So, I, I actually found a line I did really like in this song. Um, so what she says, it's, No matter what you say, I still can't believe that you would walk away. It don't make sense to me. And she really goes up on it don't make sense to mm -hmm. me. She's like, it don't make sense to me. And obviously I can't sing. But it's, oh, it's just so emotional. Oh. It's like a real breakthrough. Um, so yeah, that that's my favorite line of this song. Oh, gosh. What that's, about that's you? Pretty good. <laughs> so my favorite line is the fifth time she says... Why would you want to break a perfectly good heart? <laughs> now, if you go and listen to the song, uh, the first 
four times she says, why would you want to break a perfectly good heart? She has harmony with her. She has her backup singers singing with her. And she has the whole fill of the song. So why would you want to break a perfectly good heart? So she's got like everybody behind mm-hmm. her with that. On the fifth one, if you listen <laughs> carefully, she has no backup harmony. Oh. And it quiets. Oh. So it's just her and like a guitar and maybe like the drums. And she's just really really upset about mm. having a perfectly good heart broken. Oh. And and you really feel it that fifth time. So the fifth time is the most yeah. perfectly good heart broken. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what would you rate this song from one to ten? Perfectly good hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I would rate this song four perfectly good hearts. Okay. How about you? Okay, I think we're kind of starting to be a little bit in line with our rating because I would give it three. Okay. So I'm rating a little bit lower than you yep. gen- as a general rule. Okay. But I think I'm doing that because I'm saving up because sure. I'm going to be rating really high on yeah, a number yeah, yeah. of songs. Yeah, like you know the ones that are nines or tens. Exactly. Like, you know. I know them. And mm-hmm. I know that this one is not is that. Not that. <laughs> um, we'll see. This might be my least favorite, but we might not be. I've got a lot more to listen to, so stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> we want all of you to keep listening along with us, so check us out on Instagram at Podcast. Give us your thoughts about this song. Dying to know if this is someone's favorite song. Like, please <laughs> tell us if it's your favorite song. Like, if this is your favorite song, we need to know. Yes. Please. Comment on our Instagram. Yes. Yes. So next time, we'll be talking about the song, A Place in This World, also from the Taylor Swift album. So coming out with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. See you next time. Bye.